We had a lot to talk about today. Because months ago, I was talking about a comedian that I like, Dustin Nickerson. Yes. And I told you guys, I said, hey, he's coming to Tulsa. It would be awesome to open for him. And so I emailed the club so many times. I'm just like, I'm a clean comic. He's clean. Let me, let me, put me in, coach. Mm-hmm. No response. And then someone in town said, hey, you should just reach out to the comic. And I was just like, I kind of know Dustin Nickerson, but it's going to be so awkward for us if he says no. I mean, it's not going to be awkward for me, but I don't want him to feel awkward anyway. But I put myself out there, gave him reasons why I would mm-hmm. be a good fit. And he emailed me back and was like, you, you win. Let's do it. So I opened for him. Another comic that I love, Stephen Rogers, who have both been on the pod since. Uh, opened for them at Bricktown, Tulsa. And then as they're walking, the sh- we do the show, we'll talk about it in a minute. As they're walking out, Dustin goes, hey, I'm in Oklahoma City next week. Let me, let me, uh, let me talk to the club, have you come out. And I was just like, well, that was nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> Big deal to me. Yeah. So he messages me and says, yeah, you win. And I was just like, can you guys hear my baby crying? No. Okay, good. Um, and it better stay that way. If I hear that right. baby crying, I'm out. He's having a hard time going to sleep. Dies home, right? Yeah, dies home. <laughs> anyway, so um, we did two. So we went out to Oklahoma City, opened for him again. We hung out and uh, did those two shows. We've talked since. I thought it would be fun to kind of talk about it on the pod. It's great, man. It's your classic move. It's what, it's what, when you told me that, oh, you're going to work with him on something else too. That's what it was. You told me about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I filmed the show and he was like, hey, you want to edit that clip? There was something funny that happened. And so he said, hey, you want to edit that clip for me and shoot it over? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Did it today. Yeah. But what were you saying, Chris? I was just saying it's just classic. You're, you have an incredible gift of making friends and connecting with people. And, uh, like, I'm not surprised at all that shoots a shot, you know, that you and Dustin are, have more contact, um, connection points, uh, more than even just getting to open form or whatever. It's just, of course, of course you're finding other ways of connecting. And I think it's awesome. Well, thank you, my friend. I, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, typically this is the part of the podcast episode where I go. So here we go. So here we go. Oh, here we go. I actually have, (laughs) I thought, so at the Dustin Dustin Nickerson show. Yeah. With Steven, Steven Rogers, Steven Rogers, Steven Rogers and Adam Bush. After the show, all of us that are friends with Adam were hanging out. And we wanted our picture taken, and <laughs> Stephen Rogers happened to be there, <laughs> and we asked him to take our photo. Yeah. Which, and then we, and then we were like, "Well, why don't you get in here too?" Yeah, right. We need Stephen Rogers in the photo too. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of funny. So it was a good show. Him. What are you saying, Chris? Oh, is it? Do you feel like Stephen Rogers was offended by that or something? Or no, I think he's very kind. He did. He seemed a little. He was actually like he was just like, "Are these all all your friends?" 
where it came. And I was just like, or, or he was kind of like, who are all these people? Just your friends and stuff? And I was like, yeah, just, just like, yeah, they're just, you should have just friends. Friends. Yeah, just fans. I don't know. Just big fans. <laughs> just wanted yeah. more of me. So uh, it was my first time to perform at the new Bertel Tulsa Club, which is uh, a great, a, a really nice club. It's, I mean, it's brand new. And uh, it, I, th- I think it seats just under 300 or so. And we probably had about between two and 250. So it was very full, which was great. A lot of, a lot of our friends were there. A lot of people that had seen me before. And uh, so I thought, which I was really excited about because we had, we brought a good turnout too that wouldn't have known Dustin otherwise mm-hmm. or, or might not have. And, but a couple of things that, that I learned from that show specifically, it was a four o'clock show because Dustin reached out to the club it was just like, I'm coming through. Could, could I do a show then? And they're like, we already have the guy who plays Todd Packer <laughs> from the office that night. And he was like, how about I do a four o'clock show? And, you know, a lot of my fans are, are parents. So they love it. And it, which was great. It was funny to kind of like do that and then still have part of the day left. Because a oh, lot yeah. of times, like I'm not getting home to like one. So. Oh, I should say the night before, because I wanted to run my set one more time before I did that set. The night before I went up, I asked him if I could do a set at the Looney Bin and I went up and did it and it just, it didn't go well at all. <laughs> it And it specifically didn't go well because I moved some stuff around because mm. I thought, I thought that would work better. But also, um, there were a lot of people there who had gotten free tickets and anytime a, the room is full of people, it's okay if some people get free tickets. Like that's that's pretty cool. But if a lot of people, they're not there to see comedy. They're they're just there to drink. Mm. And it just it kind of just turns into just like this. Okay, I can't really judge anything based off of this audience. Mm. So I was glad I did it though because some of the choices I made, I was just like, that's not going to work. And so I I kind of went back to my my normal set before Dustin, but, um, but it went great. The set was great. The people were like, the host spot is really difficult because you're trying to get you warming people up and everybody just seemed like they were ready to laugh from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. And I felt like I set those guys up and people responded really well to them. How did you guys feel like about, how did you guys feel about just like the show? Just going to it. Yeah. I, I thought it was a really nice venue. It was really, it was nice. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't, it's funny. I don't know what I feel about the whole club, the comedy club, just vibe or scene. Theme. Um, yeah. It's just kind of awkward. Everything is just the way they. Are you? You're yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. even just like the way, not, not, the, not the comedians, but just like the way they do like the drinks and the food. And it's just, I don't know. I've, I felt like I was constantly being interrupted and. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking? Distracted just by like the wait staff and all that stuff, and it, it's not their yeah. fault. They're just trying to conduct business, but that and just feel like is there not a better way to handle all of this than like having someone right in front of you being like, "Are you done?" Like to the person over here, like <laughs> get away. It's like I don't know. It just feels like I'm here to like. Maybe I'm just used to church services, so I'm I'm used to like. Oh yeah. 
having like a focused attention and not having people like walk around and whispering mm-hmm. to each other and stuff. I know I, I missed several jokes just because of that. And, you know, I, I'm not like, I'm not upset. I'm just saying that, that whole scene just feels kind of awkward to me. Well, there's a huge, that's my first comedy club show mm. ever. And so one going, oh, we have to buy a drink or two two what? items. You have to buy your ticket first. Well, you buy the ticket and then that's not that's just to get you in to get mm-hmm. their snacks. <laughs> if I was going for the food, I had to endure the comedy club just to get their nachos. <laughs> yeah, so that that was different. Just the getting oriented to the, the way they do things is I mean, I'm sure it's it's like going to a climbing gym and you don't climb. You're just like, how does this work? Or yeah. the fitness gym, how does how does this work? So there's just a lot of orientation for me. Uh, and even the way they assign you tables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everything was just like a this new system. But I thought it was great. I never got bothered. You were, Chris, you were like sitting right in the center. I was off to the side. Mm. So, and I had ordered nachos and they came out right as, as Adam was coming up. So, Mm -hmm. so to eat chips during a, you know, people talking, it's just, I'm always, I always get mad when people do that. Like, well, you also, people are, eating popcorn you you hate it when people are eating around you yeah yeah misophonia guys it's a real real issue yeah you love what's it called again miss misophonia misophonia yeah it's like an audio kind of i had never heard about it i'd never heard of it until the steven stevens character like i would get a lot of comments about people saying my misophonia is or misophonia is flaring up <laughs> with all the mouth. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I don't have it. I think I might have some yeah, of it because I get very – noises really agitate me. Uh, yeah. I don't know as hardcore as Gary, but no, I just don't get as violent as Gary does, you know. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, uh, I, I won't joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> about getting violent because I, I do get very like eating dinner at my house. Uh, I have to, I have to like rest. <laughs> like, I have to just go in calm, just being like, all right, well, let's. Uh, I've eaten with you many, dinner. many times, and I don't feel like you. That's ever an issue. Or I've never, you've never said yep. anything like it's an issue. Is yeah, it just I mean, children or what? It's it's different. I guess when it's just your family and, or when there's less people mm-hmm. quieter, one of maybe you need some white kids have, during dinner. <laughs> well, I usually play music or something, but two of my kids have braces. And so it's, it's, you know, just added to the, the sound of lips. You know, what's, what's, what's crazy is I, I don't like hearing people eat around me either, unless I'm eating. If I'm eating, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. yeah. But the moment, and Diana is the same way as me. And the problem is, she eats so much faster than me. And so I'm always just like trying to, oh, like, give right. yeah. like I'm just naturally a, a, a slower eater. And so sometimes I'll just kind of walk away and finish my food just because I know 
if it bothers her the way it bothers me, like it would drive me nuts. Yeah. But back it's- to the show, Adam. <laughs> uh, yeah. How did you feel like about your set and how did you feel about like the whole night and all that? I felt like the night was great. We did. Uh, we, I felt like all three of us had great sets. Uh, I felt, you know, after you mentioned it, that I rushed a little bit. I did feel like uh, you rushed. I was going to ask you if you felt like nervous or how did you feel? Uh, you know, yeah, like, I did. Comparing it to other shows, I know this is one that you've been looking forward to for a really mm-hmm. long time. Yeah, and I was just curious how you felt beforehand or any, any of that. Yeah, I I was a little nervous, not about my set. Because I had just, I've done, listen, if you've been a comic, if you're like regularly uh, performing, Mm -hmm. and if you're regularly performing, surely you can do 10 minutes and and kill. Uh, If you can't, I mean, I I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert of being a comedian, but I would just say, what's going on? What are you doing? And 10 minutes is nothing comparatively um, versus, you know, Dustin did maybe 55 almost. So I just thought, yeah, I can, I can do this. And I had been, I mean, I just had three weeks at the bin and uh, I'd done way more time than that. So it was just, I felt good about that. Mm-hmm. What I was nervous about is what if they don't laugh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, also these guys, are like I'm trying to do a good job for them. Like sure. if I don't do a good if I don't do well, then Steven, the feature, has to, which I've had to do before as a feature, like has to get them where they need to be so that Dustin can mm-hmm. can, you know, have a warm crowd. And like I just I I think I was nervous more about just like the job of being yeah a host. Yeah. yeah. But you know, you always, it's always that first joke. I, you know, I said my first joke and, and thankfully one thing about being a host that's nice is it's perfectly normal to say Tulsa, Oklahoma, who is, you know, who's excited. And that I had a, you know, I mean, it's a pretty obvious joke, but our show was at four o'clock. Who's ready to party at four o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. It's just, I mean, that's, you know, and when they laughed, I was like, okay, this is yeah, going to be great. Yeah, the first laugh. Once you get that first laugh, it's always a relief. And it's amazing how you can, like, even if you get the laugh, like, the density of the laugh, if it's just, like, more of a chuckle or feels like a a, a courtesy laugh, oh, man. Mm-hmm. That source, that, that's why a lot of times for a new crowd, I will open up with, uh, I've been I've been cancer-free for 38 years. Because it's just, yeah, it's just yeah. it brings some excitement into the room. Well, this is a response. It's hard to hate a guy who's a cancer survivor. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, that cancer yeah. survivor dude sucked. Guy mm. <laughs> survived cancer. You, yeah. So I felt good about it. I did. I in my rushing, I felt like oh, I'm doing that because. I'm afraid of the silence and I hate that because I'm not afraid of the silence. I, I like the silence because it helps build anticipation. Yeah. 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 I like it when it feels like, I mean, I feel like this with Jim Gaffigan, um, 
I feel like he just goes too fast for my personal taste. I just feel like very fast. I can't keep up with all of this. Like just, I feel like he's kind of talking at me sometimes instead of just like, let's just have a conversation, even though I'm not saying anything, but give my brain time to catch up with your concepts and all this. It did one big learning. I've experienced this before, before, but one big learning was it is a business. Mm. And we, we, Chris and I, you and I have the luxury of performing at a lot of churches, mm-hmm. which is a, it's different. I mean, it's a business too, but not for us. I mean, we're not, we're not, we're just there to make sure people enjoy themselves and like the pastor is happy and that sort of thing. Yeah. There's no like, it's, there's not a lot of return on investment because it's typically like, these are our volunteers, make them laugh. Yeah. Or this is a fun night for people. Make them laugh. But but at Bricktown, they're one of seven, nine, seven or nine clubs, something like that. And they're, I mean, we did the show. They start selling merch. And then the GM is just like, all right, we got another show. We got to go. And like mm-hmm. the three of us were talking. He was like, Adam, we got we to gotta go out because the next guy, Todd Packer's coming. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, man, I forgot. And then, you know, gives us our money. and then. We're, I mean, rushed out the door. Did he just hand you an envelope with cash in it? That's he did, yeah. Adam on it, yeah. That's exactly, yeah. I probably for the other guys, they had a check, but mine was so little, it's just cash, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, didn't, he didn't even ask me for a tip money, yeah. He, he didn't even ask me for a W9 or whatever, which, or maybe they have it on file, I don't know, but. But so Oklahoma City show, it was different, though. Um, one, I performed in Oklahoma City before. So those guys were like, hey, what's up? Like they remembered me, which was nice. And then we had more time. We, we were at five o'clock instead of four o'clock. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a show after us. So uh, during Dustin's set, Stephen and I talked for a long time about comedy. And I just just asked him for advice. Just said, give me, you know, I was just kind of general about it. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. The phone's going off. One second. Oh, oh gosh. Amber alert. Silence those phones. This is a great reminder to silence those phones, guys. Yeah, that's stress. awesome. It was, a, it was a reminder to call the comedy. Call the comedy clubs are professional. It was a reminder to call the sitter. Yep. Um, Very important. Yeah. And so they just, uh, they, they, I filmed this. I filmed the show, and then afterwards, Dustin was like, "Can I have a copy of it?" I was like, "Sure." So we just sat in the green room, and I dumped the footage on his laptop. And we, while we were doing that, it took about an hour or so. We just talked. We got to talk about comedy, and I asked him all the same question, like questions, like, "What are some of your, what are some of your biggest mistakes you made?" Um, you know, what advice, what kind of general advice do you give to comics? What kind of advice would you give to yourself? Things like that. And uh, it was awesome. It was great. One of the one of the things that really stood out, there were two things that stood out. One was um, Stephen talked about just like being more, uh, like trying to be as personable. Actually, I think they both talked about this trying to be as personable as you can and getting to a point where you are talking about things that you care about versus like, isn't airplane food crappy? Mm -hmm. 
And he was saying, it takes you about seven years to get to that place where you're like, I'm talking about stuff I care about. Mm. And the audience, even if they don't find me funny or it funny, they will say, that guy really cares about that. Like with Dustin, I think he would say, that guy's a family man. He loves his family. Mm-hmm. He especially loves his wife. <laughs> I think his kids drive him crazy sometimes. But, um, and then, and then another piece of advice they gave was um, just putting, I'm trying to think about how to phrase this. If, if it's a little inside baseball, but, for uh, comics will get this, but like he said, I just was, I put out a lot of content online and sent a lot of content like videos of me to bookers. Mm. That wasn't good. It would be like, sometimes I sent them stuff from an open mic Mm. and I would, sometimes I would get so pushy that, and he talked about this on our podcast, but that they would email me back and be like, we've seen it we're not interested or mm-hmm. one person told him like, I have 400 comics that are better than you. Yeah. 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 And so that I thought that was, cause we, that was, that was really, really helpful. And so I've been thinking about that a lot. I mean, I'm not sending anybody open mics. I think I probably heard that pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and kind of the nature of the work that we've done, Chris, we've been able to perform in front of audiences yeah. way before we doing comedy like this. Totally. But, but the pushiness thing, oh, I totally, he, he said, he said, Adam, name a booker. And so I named the booker at Zany's in Nashville. And he was just like, she is getting hundreds of emails a week from mm. people just like you who are saying, I'd love to get some time. If she doesn't know your name, she's not even going to respond. Mm-hmm. If she does know your name, she doesn't have a lot of spots. So, so what was his luck. advice to you saying not don't, don't be pushy or be pushy? No, I was saying don't don't especially at the beginning. Don't don't be so pushy that they're just going to be like stop bothering me. You're never performing here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um and so that just kind of that just kind of reminded me to uh you know, take be grateful for the spots I'm getting like in yeah, my home Put on my own shows perform Mm -hmm. where I'm invited, continue to grow my audience from there. Yeah. There's a sports analogy that I know this is going to really resonate with you, Adam. Oh, Uh, I'm teeing up. uh, Yeah. It's take what the defense gives you. Mm, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Isn't that hit? No, but it's just, the idea is just like, where, where are the open doors? Where, what, what? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, we, you know, like you said, we've had the opportunity to like be around rooms and have access to rooms. We can, we don't need a club. We can just put a Facebook message out and, you know, do a comedy show in a little off room at our church or, you know, where most people probably don't have access to something like that. So just knowing, right you know, what, what we have at our disposal and not getting locked up thinking, Oh, I have to have this booker to see me or whatever. Just like, yeah, get good. Like Steve Martin says, don't, don't worry about exposure. Just get good. That's good. All right. Well, it seems short and sweet, but I think, Oh, was I on mute? Sorry. No, we could, I could hear you. I could hear you. Oh, Okay. 
It seems short and sweet, but I think that's the end of our episode. That's really all I have to say about the shows. They were awesome. We're going to wrap it up. Excited for you. And, uh, Thanks, pal. You did. I thought you did great. So, well, let's uh, big shout out to our sponsors, Northern Creative. That's Gary's company. They do video production, animation, graphic design. Check them out at northern.work. And of course, Looney Bin Comedy Club in Tulsa. Check out all of their headliners at looneybincomedy.com. Click on the Tulsa tab. Make sure that you come to our show September 24th. Christopher Munch will be headlining, performing some of his characters. You can get the tickets at Looney Bin Comedy. Raising the roof. <laughs> All right. Um, Thanks for listening, Pastor, everybody. Pastor Bobby, close us out. Oh, thank you. I was hoping you'd say that because I felt like I had a word in season. I was just waiting for an open door. And you have afforded me that opportunity. Um, what I'd like to say is a heartfelt thank you and gratitude for those listening in it, those in attendance and listen to me. It doesn't matter how hard it gets. Come on in, come down and see us. Come on in and enjoy the prayer conditioning. Amen. Relief from the heat. Amen. So uh, we'll see you soon. 